family, once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to another segment of I Have Something to Say in Spirit and in Truth. Guys, I feel like you are in for a treat if you just stick with me, guys. Just stick with me, okay? This segment is under an hour. It will bless you, and you can always come back later, pause it, do your thing, come back to it once you're able to sit and listen and glean from the tree of knowledge of the book of Jasher. Uh, We're going to be in chapter 12 today, family. Stand up. Taking my people with me. Y'all coming? Let's go. But before we get into it, guys, I want you to just come right now with me to Yeshayahu 61. That is Isaiah chapter 61. The Ruach Adonai, Yahuwah, is upon me because Yahuwah has anointed me to preach the Basora unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the recovery of the sight to the blind, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of Yahuwah and the day of vengeance of our Elohim, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn into Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for ruach of heaviness, that they might be called oaks of righteousness. Yes, that they might be called trees, mores of righteousness, the planting of Yahuwah, that he might be glorified. And they shall build the old wastes. They shall arise up from former desolations. And they shall repair the waste cities. The desolations of many generations.
with the Ruach of truth. Hallelujah. Family, do y'all hear me though? Do you hear it? You 144,000 remnant without number of every race, creed, color, and tongue that shall bow down and proclaim. Do you hear me though? Greetings, love, peace, blessings, and shalom to you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of I Have Something to Say in Spirit and in Truth. Guys, you have tuned in to another segment of Father Abraham, The Back Story. And family, what I'm coming to realize 
as I go on through these chapters, that this is actual, factual black history. Okay, so let's get right into this after a word about my sponsor. Okay, guys, I hope you are ready to get into this. We are now in uh, the book of Jasher, chapter 12. I hope you guys have been listening. We started in chapter 6 of the book of Jasher with uh, Father Abraham, the backstory, and this is the things that they didn't want you to know. These are the things that they kept hidden. These are the, the, the details that they snatched out, which hide their identity and ours. Okay, family, so here we go. Jasher chapter 12, starting at verse 1, of course. Here we go. And when the king heard the words of Avram, he ordered him to be put into prison. And Avram was 10 days in prison. And at the end of those 10 days, the king ordered that all the king's princes and governors of different provinces and sages should come before him. And they sat before him, and Avram was still in the house of confinement. And the king said to the princes and sages, Have you heard what Avram, son of Tarak, has done to his father? Guys, I'm sorry. If you guys hear a bunch of like sounds in the background, that is my cat inconveniently using her litter box while I'm trying to do this recording. But anyway, let me stay focused. So he said, did you hear what Avram, the son of Sarak, has done to his father? Thus has he done it to him. And I ordered him to be brought before me. And thus has he spoken. His heart did not misgive him. Neither did he stir in my presence. And behold, now he is confined in prison. Basically, to say it in layman's terms, he wasn't scared. He wasn't moved. He was bold. Because if you guys were uh, paying attention in the previous segment, Father Abraham, the backstory, I believe it was part two. We see there when Yahuwah, the spirit, it says he was dressed. He was dressed, clothed with the spirit of Yahuwah. So, of course, of course, his, he's not going to stir in your presence because he know who the king of kings is. He know who the Elohim of Elohims is. Okay, but let's be clear. We're talking about the Elohim of Elohims here. I do apologize because it is Yahushua HaMashiach that is king of kings. Okay. All right. So verse four, Joshua chapter 12. And therefore decide what judgment is due to this man who reviled the king, who spoke and did all the things that you heard. And they all answered the king, saying, The man who reviles the king should be hanged upon a tree. But having done all the things that he said, and having despised our Elohim, he must therefore be burned to death for this matter. I'm sorry, for this is the law in this matter. Verse 6. If it pleases the king to do this, let him order his servants to kindle a fire both night and day in your brick furnace, and then we will cast this man into it. So we see here, family, that before uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the furnace, our father Abraham, there was a furnace prepared for him. Let us see if he made it into the furnace. And the king did so. And he commanded his servants that they should prepare a fire for three days and three nights in the king's furnace. That is in 
Kasdim. Okay, the king's furnace that is in Kasdim. And the king ordered then to take Avram from prison and bring him out to be burned. And all the king's servants, princes, Abdonayim, governors, and judges, and all the inhabitants of the land, about 900,000 men stood opposite the furnace to see Avram. Family, did you guys just hear me use the word Adonaim? Adonaim. Okay, that was how uh, they said Adonai, Adonaim. If you notice, there's a pattern. A lot of the words in the Sefer have uh, the YM at the end. Okay, as this is where we get Elohim from and, and Malachim, which means angels. Okay, so we're seeing here where we get the Im from, right? All right. And all the women and little ones crowded upon the roofs and towers to see what was going, what was doing with Abraham. And they all stood together at a distance. And there was not a man left that did not come on the day to behold the scene. Everybody came. Everybody wanted to see. What y'all gonna do with this man that done bashed our gods and disrespected our gods and broke them up? What y'all gonna do? Mm-hmm. Here they go. So the whole neighborhood was there. Everybody was there. The whole town. All the cities. Everybody. Verse 9. And when Avram was come, the conjurers of the king and the sages saw Avram. And they cried out to the king, saying, Our sovereign Adonai. They called him the king Adonai. Mm-hmm. Our sovereign Adonai. Surely this is the man whom we know to have been the child who... At whose birth the great star swallowed the four stars, which we declared to the king now fifty years since. And behold, now his father has also transgressed your commands and mocked you by bringing you another child, which you did kill. All right. They starting to see. Huh. Okay, they put in one and two together, right? Okay, let's go. Verse 11. And when the king heard their words, he was exceedingly wroth, and he ordered Terak to be brought before him. And the king said, Have you heard what the conjurers have spoken? Now tell me truly, how did you, if you shall speak truth, you shall be acquitted. Y'all believe him? <laughs> Y'all believe the king of Babylon is going to acquit Avram, I mean, Terah, for concealing this thing sent from him? I mean, first of all, let's be clear, it made him look like a fool. It made him look like a fool in front of his worshipers, okay? How Terah duped him. And, and, and the conjurers warned him Right? That this baby would come and smash their gods, destroy their gods. Hallelujah. Alright. Verse 13. And seeing that the king's anger was so much kindled, Tarak said to the king, My Adonai and king, you have heard the truth, and what the sages have spoken is right. And now the king said, How could you do this thing to transgress my orders and to give me a child that you did not beget and to take value for him? And Tarak answered the king, Because my tender feelings were excited for my son at that time, and I took a son of my handmaid 
and I brought him to the king. Okay, so remember, guys, earlier on in this series, I was saying um, that I still believe that that baby was still Tara's, right? His maidservant, because I, I, to my understanding, they did lay with their maidservants, okay? But I don't want to assume and add anything that wasn't there, feel me? So I don't know if the maidservant had her manservant husband and they had that baby, but, um, you know, normally the maidservants were kind of like the concubines. So anyway, let's go verse 15. Um, and the king said, who advised you to this? Tell me, do not hide aught from me, and then you shall not die. And Tarak was greatly terrified in the king's presence, and he said to the king, It was Haran, my oldest son, who advised me to do this. And Haran was in those days with Avram. Wait, I'm sorry. Who advised me to do this? And Haran was in those days that Avram was born two and 30 years old. So, okay, so he's saying basically, you know, he was 32 years old. So basically he was old enough to have the wisdom to instruct me to do this. I think he's lying on his son. Did we hear that anywhere in the scriptures, guys, that his son encouraged him to do that? Take a, take a journey back. Oh, boy, that mosquito. Oh, sorry guys, BRB. Family, we all hate pests. Gnats, flies, mosquitoes, you name it, we hate it. Well, family, I have just the thing for you for the summer. Essential 8 oil by stepping up your hair care from nature to you is exactly what you need to keep the bugs away it has eight essential oils that will work wonders on your skin from head to toe literally and it is also an insect repellent because it has in it jojoba oil and tea tree oil if you guys want to keep the bugs away and take care of your skin from head to toe please inbox sandra yvonne shepherd jackson on Facebook for your very own bottle of Essential 8. Now back to our program. Okay, love bugs, and now I am back, and we are still in Joshua chapter 12, and now we're at verse 17. And like I thought, Tarak was lying. Listen. Joshua chapter 12 verse 17 But Haran did not advise his father to anything For Tarak said this to the king In order to deliver his soul from the king For he feared greatly And the king said to Tarak Haran your son who advised you to do this Shall die through fire with Avram For the sentence of death is upon him For having rebelled against the king's desire In doing this thing how treacherous was this dude, y'all? Oh, first of all, let's let's rewind all the way back, okay? So to save his own son, he took somebody else's baby. It's questionable if he fathered the baby or not. It didn't say he fathered the baby, but it did say that the baby's mother was his maid servant, right? So he gave somebody else's baby, ripped that baby from his mother's arms to give it to the king. And y'all heard what happened. The king dashed the baby to the ground, killed the baby, dead, boom. 
Now this dude, all these years later, 20, 30, somewhat 40, 50 years, I don't know, I'm going to have to go back over these recordings myself because it did tell us pretty much how many years uh, Avram did spend with Noah, his father, okay, and his uncle Shem before he came back to turn all the way up in his father's house. But still in all, so now all these years later, he's ready to give up both of his sons. One of them ain't even do nothing. Haram, worship your idols and hanging out with you, dad. Sheesh. How treacherous. All right, let's keep going. Remember, guys, this is Ham's bloodline here. All right, all right. Verse 18, and Haran at that time felt inclined to follow the ways of Avram. Let's go. Okay, so y'all already know that we're talking about Lot's dad, right? So I'm going to start over. I'm going to start over. From verse 17. But Haran did not advise his father to anything. For Tarak said this to the king in order to deliver his soul from the king. For he feared greatly. And the king said to Tarak, Haran, your son who advised you to do this shall die through fire with Avram. For the sentence of death is upon him for having rebelled against the king's desire to do this thing. And Haran at that time felt inclined to follow the ways of Avram. But he kept it within himself. You guys know the Bible scripture where it says, if you, and this is Yahusha speaking. Now, all these hundreds and hundreds of years after this event took place, okay? But Yahusha was saying, if you deny me in front of people, then I'll deny you in front of my father. So it says here that Haran had felt inclined to follow Avram, but he kept it within himself. So he never pronounced or he never um, publicly made a declaration to Yahuwah, okay? So, he was still an idol worshiper. He he thought about it in his heart. That's what it sounded like it says that he pondered it, you know? But, um, let's see what happens to him. And Haran said in his heart, Behold, now the king has seized Avram on account of these things which Avram did. And it shall come to pass that if Avram prevail over the king, I will follow him. Oh! There was a contingency there. Pretty much, I guess he wanted to see how powerful the Elohim of Avram was. So he's like, if you know, if he gets through this, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna get saved. I'm gonna go over to Yahuwah's side. But if the king prevail, I will go after the king. So he was what? What was he, family? Come on, the Book of James. He was double-minded and unstable. Right, family? And what did they say about the double-minded man? That they should not think that they should get anything. From Yahuwah. That means protection, provision. That means you can't get nothing. Hmm. Verse 20 of Jasher chapter 12. And when Tarak had spoken this to the king concerning Haran, his son, the king ordered Haran to be seized with Avram. Verse 21. Will be read by Ajare, Victory, Shepherd. Okay, pumpkin pie. So you you finish your slice of pizza already. I'm waiting for you to help me with this reading. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Are you excited to read? Yeah. This is getting juicy, ain't it? Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right, guys. Here we go, my baby girl. Verse twenty-one. And they brought them both, Avram and Haran, 
his brother to cast them into the fire and all the inhabitants inhabitants uh-huh. inhabitants of the land and the kings no wait pause i'm sorry do you know what inhabitants mean um not really people that live there and all the people that live there to inhabit a place is to live in that place so repeat it with me inhabitants inhabitants people that dwell there people that dwell there okay keep going and the king's servant. Oh, wait, 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 Backtrack, start back from the top, and now you know that word, so read it as if you know. Start back from the beginning of 21. And they brought them both, Avram and Heron, his brother, to cast them into the fire, and all the inhabitants of the land, and the king's servant, and princesses. No, and the princess. Princess. That's one of the one princess. Yeah. Keep going. You're doing good. <laughs> and all the women and little ones were there, standing that day over them. And the king's servants took Aram and his brother, and they stripped them of all their clothes, ex- excepting their lower garments which were upon them. So, what the saying is he said it took everything off of them except for their lower garment. Pretty much their undies. They stripped them down to their underwear. Keep going. And they bound their hands and feet with linen, mm-hmm. linen cords, and the servants of the king lifted them up and cast them both into the furnace. Good. So I want to give you a picture of what they tied their feet with. Linen, our sheets are made of linen, okay? So they wrap them, they make like ropes, but then they wrap sheets, tie them, they bound them up. Okay, what verse are you at now? I'm now at verse 24. Continue. And Yahuwah loved Abram, and he had compassion over him. And Yahuwah came down and delivered Abram from the fire, and he was not burned. But all the cords with which they bound him. Hold on. You know what's your place? Yeah. It's okay. You got to be careful with your fingers. Isn't she doing such a great job, family? I'm telling you guys. The more and more, you know, I do segments, that's the more and more you guys are going to be hearing baby girl, because as the word says, you know, train up a child in the way that they are to go, and when they are old, they will not depart. So we're going to give baby girl two seconds to find her place, okay guys, so just stick with us. Hey guys, sorry I have lost it, now I found it though. Starting again at verse 24, and Yahuwah loved Abram. And he had compassion over him. And Yahuwah came down and delivered Abram from the fire, and he was not burned. But all the cords with which they bound him were burned while Abram remained and walked about in the fire. Guys, who does that remind you of? Does that not remind you of when they threw our beloved Daniel? into the fiery furnace right so now we're seeing where they get this tradition from from throwing people in the furnace right this was a babylonian custom a babylonian tradition okay all right now keep going baby girl at verse 26 and heron died 
when they had cast him into the fire. So why didn't Yahuwah protect him? Can you tell me why you think Yahuwah didn't protect him if you were paying attention? Because he didn't serve Yahuwah. And because he didn't make up his mind. The Bible in the book of uh, James, also known as uh, Jacob, okay? It says that an unstable person or a double-minded person, a double-minded person is unstable. That means a person that says, you know, I, I, I want to go with y'all, but I'm going to stay over here because, you know, nobody else is going with y'all, you know? And I know I know that's the right thing to do to keep the commandments, you know, keep the Shabbat, but everybody over here doing it on Saturday. At least I'm not doing it on Sunday. Nah. Partial obedience is still disobedience. Partial neglect and denying is still neglect and denying. So he neglected to make up his mind to serve and choose Yahuwah. So he wasn't privy to protection. Keep going. <clears throat> and he was burned to ashes, for his heart was not perfect with Yahuwah. And those men who cast him into the fire, the flame of the fire spread over them. Mm. And they, they got burnt up too. <laughs> Y'all remember when, and, and even with the arm, with, with Shadrach, and I'm sorry, family, because I do believe that, no, Daniel was thrown in the lion's den, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, okay, Daniel's friends, they were Daniel's friends, right? Guys, we're going to go back over that story because I'm a little, you know, not 100% with it right now, but... We see right here that Father Abraham, you know, was the first of many of us to go in the furnace. Right? All right. Go ahead, man. Abraham walked into the midst of the fire three days and three nights, and all the servants of the king saw him walking in the fire. And they came and they told the king, saying, Behold, we have seen Abraham walking about in the midst of Oh, the fire. Wait. Hold on. He was doing what? Walking in the midst of the fire. He was walking in the midst of the fire. How supernatural is that? Do you know how hot fire is? Can you imagine, Mumu? Think about it when you go close to the stove. You feel how hot. He was walking around in this. You know why? Because a while ago, a little bit ahead of this, I believe we were in chapter, maybe chapter 10. I'm not completely sure, okay? But it said that he was fully clothed with the spirit of Yahuwah. He didn't feel that fire. What? All right, I'm excited. Keep going. <laughs> Sorry. Evan walking about in the midst, the midst of the fire, and even the lower garments which are upon him are not burned, but the cord with which he was bound and burned, bound is burned. So hold on, so that means that the fire did touch him though, right? For the, for, for the, for the cords, the linen cords that were wrapped around his, that was bound, that had him bound, for them to be burnt, that means the fire was like all up on his body, like hallelujah, but when you're clothed with the spirit of Yahuwah, you will not be burned by the fire. Family, I'm going to take a, a real quick uh, walk through the book of Ephesians with you quickly. And then, baby girl, we'll get back to the reading. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so here we go, family. Reading from Ephesim or Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. 
finally, my brethren, be strong in Yahweh and in the power of his might. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of Elohim. And this is exactly what Abraham, well, what Avram had on, okay? Put on the whole armor of Elohim that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you, and this is verse 13, the whole armor of Elohim, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, verse 14, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, 15, and your feet shod with the preparation of the basora of peace, hallelujah, basora, gospel, testimony of peace. Above all things, verse 16, taking the shields of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Verse 17, and take the helmet of Yeshua and the sword of the Ruach, which is the word of Elohim. 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication and the Ruach. Hallelujah. Now, unfortunately, family, our baby girl won't be able to read with us anymore tonight. As I did realize, it was way past her bedtime. But thank you so much for helping me, little mama. You're welcome. Night. Night. Okay, family. So where were we? Okay, family, we are still in Jasher chapter 12, and we are now at verse 24. And Yahuwah loved Avram. And he had compassion over him. And Yahweh came down and delivered Avram from the fire, and he was not burned. But all the cords with which they had bound him were burned, while Avram remained and walked about in the fire. And Haran died when they had cast him into the fire, and he was burned to ashes, for his heart was not perfect with Yahweh. And those men who cast him into the flyer into the fire, the flame of the fire spread over them, and they were burned, and twelve men of them died. And Avram walked in the midst of the fire three days and three nights, and all the servants of the king saw him in the fire, and they came and told the king, saying, Behold, we have seen Avram walking about in the midst of the fire, and even the lower garments which were upon him are not burned. But the cord with which he was bound is burned. Hallelujah. He was not burned, but the cords with which he was bound were burned. Verse 28. And when the king heard their words, his heart fainted, and he would not believe them. So he sent other faithful princes to see this matter. And they went and saw it. And told it to the king. And the king rose to go and see it. And he saw Avram walking to and fro in the midst of the fire. And he saw Haran's body burned. And the king wondered greatly.
verse 29. And the king ordered Avram to be taken out from the fire, and his servants approached to take him out, and they could not. For the fire was round about, and the flame ascending forward, I'm sorry, and the flame ascending toward them from the furnace. Here's that fiery hedge of protection. They couldn't even approach him, okay, on the account of the ascending flame toward them from the furnace. Verse 30, and the king's servants fled from it, and the king rebuked them, saying, Make haste and bring Avram out of the fire, that you shall not die. Why didn't you like, King, we gonna die if we go in the fire? Uh, listen. And the servants of the king approached to bring Avram out, and the flames came upon them and burned their faces, so that eight of them died. The king's so big and bad, why well, he ain't going to fire and get him? Verse 32. And when the king saw his servants could not approach the fire, lest they should be burned, the king called to Avram, O servant of Elohim, capital E, mm -hmm. O servant of Elohim, who is in heaven, go forth from amidst the fire and come hither before me. And Avram hearkened to the voice of the king, and he went forth from the fire and came and stood before the king. Hmm. Nobody even approached to get him out. He was actually being protected within that fire. Catch it. 33, and when Avram came out, the king and all his servants saw Avraham coming before the king with his lower garments upon him, for they were not burned, but the cord with which he was bound was burned. And the king said to Avram, How is it that you were not burned in the fire? And Avram said to the king, The Elohim of heaven and earth, in whom I trust, and who has all in his power, he delivered me from the fire in which you did cast me. <laughs> And Haran, the brother of Avram, was burned to ashes, and they sought for his body, and they found it consumed. Verse 37. And Haran was 82 years old when he died in the fire of Kasdaim. All these words of Kasdim. I'm going to say Kasdim. K-A-S-D-I-Y-M. Kasdaim. There it goes. Okay, they died in the fire of Kazdaim. And the king, princes, and inhabitants of the land, seeing that Abraham was delivered from the fire, they came and bowed down to Avram. And Avram said to them, like Yahushua HaMashiach said much later on, do not bow down to me, but bow down to the Elohim of the world who made you and serve him and go in his ways. For it is he who delivered me from out of this fire. And it is he who created the souls and Ruachoth of all men and formed man in his mother's womb and brought him forth into the world. And it is he who will deliver those who trust in him from all pain. Jasher or Yashar 12 38 and Avram said to them do not bow down to me 
do not bow down to me. How many so-called leaders allow their parishioners to bow down to them even if they are not physically prostrated before them guys I've seen it you have people that work hard that have families that pay bills that thought it was righteous to take out of their own mouths to send their leaders on elaborate vacation while the parishioners struggled financially, going through all manners of hardship, they still saw fit to buy expensive elaborate gifts and hold grand celebrations in honor of this son of man, of this human being. That was bowing down, people. But bow down to the Elohim of heaven. Hallelujah. That's not what it says here. It says, but bow down to the Elohim who made the world, who made you, and serve him, and go in his ways. For it is he who delivered me out of this fire. And it is he who created the souls and the ruachoth, meaning the spirit of all men and formed man in his mother's womb and brought him forth into the world. And it is he who deliver those. It is he who will deliver those. It is he who shall deliver those. It is he who is faithful to deliver those who trust in him from all pain. Hallelujah. Verse 39. And in this thing, I'm sorry. And this thing seemed very wonderful in the eyes of the king and princes that Avram was saved from the fire, that Haran was burned. And the king gave Avram many presents, and he gave him his two head servants from the king's house. The name of one was Onai, and the name of the other was Eleazar. And all the kings and princes and servants gave Avram many gifts of silver, gold, and pearl. And the king and his princes sent him away, and he went in peace. That is how he left his father's house. Verse 41. And Avram went forth from the king in peace, and many of the king's servants followed him. And about 300 men joined him. And Abram returned on that day and went to his father's house, he and the men that followed him. And Abram served Yahuwah Elohayu. And, I'm sorry, and Abram served Yahuwah Elohayu all the days of his life. And he walked in his ways and followed his Torah. And from that day forward, Abram inclined his heart of the sons of men to serve Yahuwah. And at that time, Nahor and Avram took unto themselves women, the daughters of their brother Haran. The women, I'm sorry, the woman of Nahor was Milcah, and the name, um, the name of Avram's woman was Sarai. And Sarai, the woman of Avram, was barren. She had no offspring in those days. 
at that expiration, at the expiration of two years from Avram's going out of the fire, that is in the 52nd year of his life. So he was 52 years old when he went and turned up in his father's house and left there in peace with many gifts and many people. Okay, so here we are, verse 45 of Yeshar chapter 12. And at the expiration of two years from Avram's going out of the fire, that is, in the 52nd year of his life, behold, King Nimrod sat in Babel upon the throne and fell asleep and dreamed that he was standing with his troops and hosts in a valley opposite the king's furnace. And he lifted up his eyes and saw a man in the likeness of Avram coming forth from the furnace, and that he came and stood before the king with his drawn sword and then sprang to the king with his sword when the king fled from the man for he was afraid and while he was running the man threw an egg upon the king's head and the egg became a great river wow whoa this is this is exciting come on guys verse 47 and the king dreamed that all his troops sank in that river and died and the king took flight with three men who were before him, and he escaped. And the king looked at these men, and they were clothed in princely dresses and garments of kings, and had the appearance and majesty of kings. And while they were running, the river again turned to an egg before the king. And there came forth from the egg a young bird, which came before the king, and flew at his head, and plucked the king's eye, and plucked out the king's eye. This is why Nimrod is depicted like a bird head, like with a missing eye, family. Whoa! Okay, verse 50. Yeshar uh, uh, chapter 12, verse 50. Let me calm down. And the king was grieved in, at that sight, and he woke up, and he woke out of his sleep, and his ruach was agitated, and he felt a great terror. And in the morning, the king rose from the couch in fear and ordered all the wise men and magicians to come before him when the king related his dream to them. And a wise servant of the king, whose name was Anuku, answered the king, saying, This is nothing else but the evil of Avram and his seed, which will spring up against my Adonai and king in the latter days. And behold, the day will come when Avram and his seed and the children of his household will war with my king, and they will smite all the king's hosts and his troops. And as to what you have said concerning three men, which you did see like unto yourself, and which did escape, this means that only you will escape with three kings from the kings of the earth who will be with you in battle." Y'all better catch this thing What's being said To the king of Babylon What He said this means that only you will escape With three kings from the kings of the earth Who will be with you in battle So that's four of them That's four of them right One, two, three, four Verse 55 and that which you saw of the river which turned to an egg as at first 
and the young bird plucked out your eye. This means nothing else but the seed of Abraham, which will slay the king in the latter days. This is my king's dream. And this is its interpretation. And the dream is true. And the interpretation which your servant has given you is right. Now, therefore, my king, surely you know that it is now 52 years since your sages saw, they saw this at the birth of Avram. And if my king will suffer Avram to live in the earth, it will be to the injury of my Adonai and king. For all the days that Avram lives, neither you nor your kingdom will be established. For this, hallelujah, for this was known formally, but at his, this was known formally at his birth. And why will not my king slay him? Why ain't you kill Avram yet? <laughs> And people, let me just keep reading. Hallelujah. This, his evil, that his evil may be kept from you in latter days. Kill him now so that his evil may be kept from you later on. Verse 58 of Yeshar chapter 12. And Nimrod hearkened to the voice of Anuku. And he sent some of his servants in the secret in secret to go and seize Avram and bring him before the king to suffer death. So maybe he didn't leave in peace, guys. Sorry, let's keep going. All right. And Eleazar, Avram's servant, whom the king had given him, was at that time in the presence of the king. And he heard what Anuku had advised the king and what the king had said to cause Avram's death. And Eliezer, or Eliezer, yes, Eliezer said to Avram, because the spelling of this, guys, is E-L-Y hyphen E-Z-E-R. And I do believe that is Eliezer. Hallelujah. Eliezer said to Avram, hasten, rise up and save your soul that you may not die through the hands of the king. For thus did he see in a dream concerning you, and thus did Anuku interpret it. And thus also did Anuku advise the king concerning you. And Avram hearkened to the voice of Eleazar. And Avram hastened and ran for safety to the house of Noah and his son Shem and concealed himself there and found a place of safety. And the king's servants came to Avram's house to seek him, but they could not find him. And they searched throughout the country, and he was not to be found, and they went and searched in every direction, and he was not to be met with. So once again, he went to the safety of his grandfather and his uncle. Family, we will be right back. Thank you so much for sticking in thus far. We are coming to a close soon and very soon, but who is Russian? This is good stuff. Hallelujah. Okay, guys, we are now at verse 62. And when the king's servants could not find Avram, they returned to the king. But the king's anger against Avram was stilled, as they did not find him. And the king drove from his mind this matter concerning Avram. And Avram was concealed in Noah's house for one month. 
until the king had forgotten this matter. Hallelujah. I remember family going to a church uh, back in my Christian days and the pastor would call this thing 60 seconds sleep. He said your enemies and your people that are against you, that Yahuwah will put them to sleep concerning you. Okay, so this is kind of what... Uh, comes to mind when I when I read this right here. Okay, so for a month he, he slept for a month. All right, and Avram was concealed in Noah's house for one month until the king had forgotten this matter. But Avram was still afraid of the king, and Sarah came to see Avram, his son, secretly in the house of Noah, and Sarah was very great in the eyes of the king. And Avram said to his father. Do you not know that the king thinks to slay me and to annihilate my name from the earth by the advice of his wicked counselors? Now, whom have you here and what have you in this land? Arise, let us go together. He, he, he's calling his dad. He's saying, dad, come out of idolatry. Dad, leave out of Babylon. Come with me. I'm your son. After... He already tried to get his son slain. And his son knew this. After he had his son thrown into prison, his son is still like, Dad, come on. Verse 65. Now whom have you here? And what have you in this land? Arise, let us go together to the land of Canaan, that we may be delivered from his hand lest you perish also through him in the latter days. My heart is calling someone. Mother, come out of Babylon. Mother, what have you here? What have you in this land? Arise and let us go together, Mother. Yeshar chapter 12. Verse 66, do you not know or have you not heard that it is not enough? I'm sorry. I'll be back. Do you not know or have you not heard that it is not through love that Nimrod gives you all this honor, but it is only for his benefit that he bestows all this good upon you? You aren't raised to the place of glory, to right-hand status, you servants of the daughters of Babylon. No, you were put in that position for that wicked, greedy ruler's benefit. And if he do unto you greater good than this, Surely these are only vanities of the world, for wealth and riches cannot avail in the day of the wrath of anger. Now, therefore, hearken unto my voice. You cannot serve Yahuwah and Mammon. You, you can't serve Yah and Mammon. You just can't do it. If your current motivation is money if your current motivation is gain luxury 
even comfortability, your motivations are wrong. Your shard 12, <clears throat> excuse me, 68. Now therefore hearken to my voice and let us arise and go out to the land of Canaan, out of the reach of injury from Nimrod and serve Yahuwah who created you in the earth and it will be well with you and cast away all the vain things which you pursue your fame, your glory, your name being big cast it away and Avram ceased to speak when Noah and his son Shem answered Tarak saying True is the word which Avram has said unto you. And Terak hearkened to the voice of his son Avram. And Terak did all that Avram said, for this was from Yahweh, that the king should not cause Avram's death. And Terak hearkened to the voice of his son Avram. And Tarak did all that Avram said, for this was from Yahweh. Family, we have come to the end of Yeshar chapter 12. Father Abraham, the backstory, straight black history. Thanks for sticking with me to the end. Shalom.